Hello, and welcome to Rush Tactics Episode 7, the one where we argue for hours on end. I am your host, Josh Augustine, and I'm joined today, as always, by my co-host, Greg the Spooky Cat Henniger. Ooh, meow. <laughs> that is one spooky cat. Yeah, it is. All right, so it has 17 lives instead of nine. What? That's spooky. So he gained double but then lost one? He had to sacrifice one to gain double? I mean, that's a good He thing. had to give it to the devil. Oh, I see. Nice. Well, that's a good deal. I hope the devil is open to doing that trade endlessly, because that cat can live forever. <laughs> yeah. All right, so each week we try out a new strategy, tactic, or build order in Age of Empires Online and share it with you. Um, Greg and I just kind of talked about the first part of the big update that came this week um, in our video portion of the podcast. Um, you can find that along with uh, kind of our text and our walkthroughs and everything at GameDiplomat.com, our fancy website. But, Greg, you know, we're doing something a little different this week. We had a plan. We were supposed to be taking on the finest enemies Crete has to offer. But what happened? Wham! Out of nowhere, maybe out of nowhere because I don't follow anything, um, the, the autumn update came out and added a whole bunch of awesome stuff. And I felt we would be doing our fans a disservice if we did not talk about it. Yeah, it's it's really kind of crazy. Like, I knew it was coming soon, but, like, they just announced the Norse, like, two weeks ago, and then mm-hmm. here they are, and there's just tons of stuff in this patch. It was, it was really surprising. The first thing, I mean, right off the bat, it's Halloween in Age of Empires, Greg. I did it not certainly is. That. Yeah, you log into your Empire City, and you will notice a drastic change to what you usually see. Uh... The trees have gone all spooky and dead and twisted. Your citizens have turned into mummies and ghosts and black cats. They're roaming around all over the place. With 17 lives, each of them. <laughs> each one. Just think of how many lives are in your city at the same time. Yeah. Your city is basically also... indestructible while this patch is going. The cats I want be killed. I want cats with 17 lives as a unit. in the <laughs> They just keep running into the fight over and over <laughs> and over. Uh, the other good one is uh, the tentacles that come out of the water wherever the fish are, and then they give it their little ink splat and go back away. That is pretty um, awesome. Pumpkins are now littered all over the place, uh, gravestones around buildings and things like that. It's just a really nice little touch that I wasn't expecting at all. I know yeah. this is you know kind of something that MMOs do a lot, um, pretty standard for MMOs, but I really wasn't expecting it here in Age of Empires and was very pleased to see it show up. Yeah, I was too. It was very unexpected, and the fact there's all these vanity items you can buy now too, um, Halloween mm-hmm. items to equip your units. You can buy a warehouse that's like Halloween themed, that's 24 slots, which is awesome. Um, but Greg, I've had enough of being friends with you and talking about how much we like this because we both agree that we like this. I think we need to fight. It's time to rage. It is time to rage. All right. So here's the rundown. This patch also introduced a new civilization, the Norse. Um, they're pro. There's no new quests. You just get the sieve um, for 900 EP, so it's about nine bucks. Um, and Greg, what else did they add? They also added a uh, new set of challenges map pack, um, just like the Fertile Crescent and Defensive Crete, called Northern Invasion, where um, there's over 20 unique quests and a new set of game style. Um, that I think is pretty darn nifty, and that is 450 EP. All right, so Greg and I are kind of going to go kind of back and forth here, kind of point-counterpoint, because I think you should buy the Norse 
Greg thinks you should buy the other one because, you know, this is still a tactic. I'm holding the we're, – we're holding true to our, our form here, Greg. This is just a real-life tactic. What should you spend your money on or your EP on if you're not ready to buy both? Um, if you're ready to buy both, by all means, move on because, you know, you are, you've already made your decision. But, Greg, yeah, you, you rich sons of guns out there, just go ahead and buy both of them. I know, and if you do, please send me some because I want more Halloween vanity items and I could use EP, please. Oh, my goodness. I would love that. Those pumpkin heads, give me a break. <laughs> I, I want that for every single unit. Yes. Everyone shall be a pumpkin man. <laughs> An entire army of pumpkin-headed units. <laughs> that would be incredible. Could you imagine if you could put a pumpkin head on a war elephant? Oh, my gosh. Dude, I, you might be able to. That would be incredible, like a giant jack-o'-lantern face. Oh, how terrifying and awesome Ugh. would that be. And, like, the siege units hurl pumpkins flaming through the air. Oh, I love it. I love Eat it. I wonder if that we, Yeah. <laughs> That's the next one, pumpkin civilization. <laughs> they're great at farming, not great at anything else. <laughs> All right. They have fun resources, pumpkins. <laughs> I'm hitting first, Greg, here. Hit me. The very first task that you get as a Norse is to slaughter an entire town of winty of wimpy Celtic spearmen, and then use a full army to destroy three of their entire towns. It's glorious. It was wonderful. I played it on my lunch break today. How can you not want to buy this, Greg? You know what? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the first quest that you play uh, with Northern Invasion, you have this new hero unit. Uh, his name is Vermer, Vermunder, V-M-U-N-T-R. Yeah, you can't even pronounce it. I'm, I'm not sure it counts Shut, as evidence. No, that means he's so awesome, his name is nigh impronounceable. <laughs> My name is Greg, and I am not awesome at all. This guy I can barely pronounce his name. Anyways, you play as him, and he is the first hero unit uh, in the entire game that you can level them up as you go along. He has special Wait, abilities. What? Yeah, his special abilities... Um, that you can activate by, you get gold, we'll explain more of this later, but you get gold and you spend the gold, you can spend it on your hero unit. There's one activated ability that makes him invincible. That's like, right. Permanently? Invincible. It makes him invincible for a, a duration. Oh, okay. Wow. How awesome is that? No other, no other packs or sieves have that. Okay, that's pretty cool, Greg, but... <laughs> You know what what that pack doesn't have? What's that? Dogs. Lots of dogs. And Norse have more dogs than they than they know what to do with, Greg. It's a brand new unit and they are the most fun to harass with. It's amazing. You just like you can build 24 of them. Um and they train in about maybe like 5 seconds tops. So the first thing I did in that quest was I trained 24 dogs and unleashed them on villagers. It was incredible. It was within four minutes, just dogs eating everything. Well, counterpoint, Joshua, in Northern Invasion, you fight against the Norse, but you also have priests who can convert those dogs to become your dogs. Wait, dogs in, don't have religion? How are you converting these dogs? That doesn't oh, make sense. They are very religious dogs. You can convert them right away, and they are very weak-willed, too. They will join your side because dogs are pretty loyal. But your your little war dogs will switch sides at the drop of a hat. So not only do I get to steal your war dogs, but I get to then use them in Northern Invasion against my enemies. How's that? 
I don't like the way this uh, debate is going so far. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this, Greg? I bet I know some things about dogs that you don't know because I'm a Norse and they're my dogs and they wouldn't do it for you. My dogs carry heavy spears, Greg. Not even the light ones. They go straight for the heavy spears. Check oh. their gear menu, buddy. You might learn a thing or two. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. But Northern Invasion gives you a new uh, game type that we haven't seen in any of the others. In, uh, what was it, Defensive Crete? No. What was the one where you and I played together and you had your hero unit stand by... Oh, that was the Palace Race Egypt. Yes, yeah, Palace Race Egypt. So it has something similar to that. Uh, you have a, a thing which is similar to the Battlefront or Battlefield series uh, that they made popular where you have victory, you have capture points. Um, so you have treasuries that are spread across the map, and if you're holding those treasuries, you gain gold. And then huh. there's also um, places where you create units, and you spend that gold to create units. So to win, you have to get a certain amount of victory points. So this is something that none of the other maps have had. Uh, you get a certain amount of victory points. I think it's 30 victory points, and then you you win the match. Um so this is a brand new game type that makes you think in a whole new way. And you only have to worry about one resource You re is gold. And you are just pumping out uh, armies left and right. And in most of the over 20 new quests, you have that hero unit in there with you. And you can spend that gold upgrading him and activating his sweet abilities. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's, it all sounds pretty temporary compared to the Norse, you know? Um, temporary. But let me, I'm going to, because I don't think you're fully grasping how awesome the Norse army is. So I'm just going to list a couple right here and kind of see, get your impressions. Um, you know what's better than, well, I don't want to say better. You know what's awesome about Age of Empires Online, Greg? What's, what's that? is that it has so much cool stuff from the early Age of Empire games that we grew up on and love. And they have the Throwing Axemen. Do you remember these guys? They were the Franks kind of special unit in Age of Empires 2. I do. They were pretty sweet. They're You're telling awesome. me they're back? They're back, baby. They're back. Okay. And they're just as fun as before. So it's basically a melee unit with a small range, and these guys are anti-infantry. They're basically big dudes with axes that just rush out and just start chucking them at people. Um, that's incredible. If that's not incredible enough for you, Greg, because I can tell by your voice that you're not convinced yet, um, but I'm going to convince you right now. Bring it. The Rhapsode, or Rhapsody. I'm not sure how you pronounce this. I like Rhapsody. <laughs> All right, Rhapsody. I feel like Rhapsody has a Y at the end, but... Probably. Um, that's the, the one downside to the Norse civilization is you can't pronounce half of their units' names because not even all of them are, like, English letters. They're letters that I don't even understand. I assume they're Norse. Yep, that's a downside. Norse, they're worst. Yeah, that is not a, that is not what I said, sir. You Northern Invasion back. for the win. You can pronounce everything. All right, so this Rhapsode. Well, you can even pronounce the hero unit that's in every single mission. Gosh, so. darn it, you're right. <laughs> All right, the Rhapsode is basically a big dude who's clearly drank too much, has a big beard. He's just a happy guy. He's got a sweet, like, weird medieval guitar thing going on with a beer mug attached to it so he can play and tilt it and drink from his beer mug while still playing. How rock and roll is that, Greg? Oh, my gosh. That is pretty cool. What does he do? What is his... He's kind of like the priest unit. They have two priest units, basically. And so he's the out-of-combat healer, and he can also convert in combat. <laughs> so he goes out there on stage with his guitar and beer, starts playing music, and the other team is like, 
dang, dude, I want to be on that team. And they're, like, cruising over, and he tosses them a beer, and they grab it. And right when they grab it is when their colors change, and they switch to your side. They take a swig and start fighting for you. You know, that is pretty cool. You know what else is cool? You remember the camel races from the Egyptian civilization? Yeah, which was awesome. Which were awesome, you are correct. There is something even more awesome in the uh, northern invasion. It's called um, Smash, the Smash and Grab race, where you have to break through walls. You have to run as fast as you can, break through walls, before and get to the end zone before your competitor. You're not going to find anything like that with the North Civilization or any of the other map packs. It is pretty darn fun. That is true. That is pretty cool. And I, I am kind of disappointed that the Norse is a pro-civ. Again, it feels like maybe all of them are going to be pro-civs from now on, and they sell the quest separately. Because you jump into the Norse civ, the very first quest is unique. But it's that gener- generic one that all the pro-civs get where you can repeat it as much as you want to get, like, blue gear. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe a couple advisors. And it was pretty cool. But then right after that, it's like, hey, why don't you go to Argos? And I was like, oh, man, I've done those Argos quests like a million times. It's I true. don't want to do it's those true. again. 20 unique quests in Northern Invasion. But 20 you know what, quests. Greg? I don't Sorry. need quests because I'm going to be PvPing like crazy with the Norse because the Norse, I'm going to go out there on a limb. I'm going to say they're going to be the best PvP civ. Bam. I said it. It's a fact. bold statement. That's a it bold is. statement. They have so much good stuff for PvP because they're they're a hyper-aggressive civ. All their infantry can build military or defensive buildings. That includes uh, barracks, archery ranges, stables, guard towers, walls. That is pretty awesome. And this is even awesomer, Greg. They're seers, which are their other priests. Mm -hmm. Um, They have a special ability to summon ravens, which uh, shows up. It probably lasts maybe 10 seconds or 15 seconds. But it's a super fast, unkillable unit that flies that you can use to scout the map. And so as soon as the PvP match starts, like, well, as soon as you get the Seer, sorry, I should say, um, and I believe it's H2 unit, um, you can start scouting without any penalty. Just start scouting, see what they're building, counter them perfectly, um, and then Raiders, Greg. One of my favorite things to do in Age of Empire games, and I haven't been able to do it a whole lot in this game, is raid and kill villagers. That's all I want to do. Like, I just want to come in, kill your villagers, and run away so that you just, like, complain and whine in the chat the whole time. Um, And raiders. These are crazy fast horses. With all the perks and upgrades and with a milestone that I have, you can get about plus 400% damage versus villagers. Four, did I hear you right? Did you say 400%? That is 400%. Like, they naturally have 100%. You can boost them again to give another 100%. Um, one of their milestone choices is to, like, increase cavalry damage to villagers by 50%. So that's all your units. So that's another 50. And it's just like, and you can just keep upgrading all this stuff. It just gets insane. And so your horses can basically just run around and, like, impale, like, shish kebab villagers in a row. Like, picture this, Greg. There's three villagers on a farm. And they're sitting there, they're farming their stuff. One horse runs through with a spear, and this spear is like the Halloween spear, so it's the candy corn spear. Nice. And just like, kum, 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 and they all get stuck in there like a shish kebab. The horse just like shouts to the heavens, and some sort of like Norse lightning strikes down and explodes the town center. It's incredible. It's like all you have to do is run in, sneeze on the town center, and all the villagers die. Yeah, <laughs> that is, it's actually what I did. I have a bit of a cold, um, <laughs> so it worked really well. 
That is pretty neat. But, Josh, let me hit you with this small but very important counterpoint. Mine is half the price of your sieve. That's 450 versus your 900, giving me, let's say I had 900, I would still get the Northern Invasion because that leaves more money. That leaves another 450 for me to go out there and buy the new vanity items. Well, so what you're saying is yours is half as good? Is that what you're saying? Not even close. I'm saying it is so great because it gives you even more options to enjoy the Halloween stuff. All right. I'm, it's half the price of yours. Yeah, I'm not, I, man, I'm not sure I can disagree with you on this. I, not, I, a, not a testament to its quality at all. I know. I think you may have won. I think you won me over with the vanity argument. The fact that these vanity items are leaving and you only have a limited amount of time to buy them, I think it makes sense. Buy the quest pack, buy the vanity items, because the Norse will still be there. Because the Norse are the, are, are the better choice, I'm standing by my choice there, Greg. <laughs> but it's still going to be the better choice in a month from now, whereas you won't have the choice to buy these vanity items a month from now. You know All what? Right. Uh, but yeah, I'm just going to hit you with one last thing, just so you feel stupid about arguing against the Norse. Bring it. All right. So two of these units, they attack like freaking psychos. Um, the Ulfhidden is basically a spearman. It's an H4 spearman, which really confused me, because I was like, why H4 would I want spearman in H4? Yeah. Um, but... They run crazy fast. They remind me, they aren't quite as fast as, like, the Eagle Scouts, like, from, from Age, of, Age of Empires 2, like the Mayans and stuff. But they run really fast, and when they attack, they drop on all fours and just start stabbing like crazy, like, ten times a second with their arm. What? Like, it's the weirdest thing. They, they're attacking, like, rabid animals. It's incredible. That is pretty cool. That and then cool. Their, their ram is basically a dude lugging a giant boulder on a chain that has, like, spikes coming out of it. Oh. And rams, you know, they, they basically demolish buildings, but they can't attack units. Mm-hmm. This guy, you upgrade him, he'll attack anything with it. So he'll run up to villagers with this giant ball spike that's larger than the villagers and just start slamming them with it. It just <laughs> looks incredible. It's just, that everything is about the horse is just epic and over the top, and I love it. It does sound like they have some pretty unique and awesome units this time. I am still holding out for the swimming unit. That is all I ever want. I want a unit that can swim across the lake, swim into the ocean, and board ships, or just swim across and start attacking the enemy town. That's, well, that that's would be awesome. Because they had dolphins, I think, in Age of Mythology. The Greeks did. They had nereids. But they didn't have anything that's amphibious that could do both. That would be I want rad. A covert swimming unit. All right, so what would the unit be? Would it be a person? Would it be some sort of weird dragon? I mean, no, it would, def- it would be a person. It would be a person with, like, a snorkel. And <laughs> I would imagine, um, you know, pretty, not heavily armored. This is kind of a covert thing. Okay. You know, in most maps, you have, like, a bunch of islands, and you have to get over there. I want, I want a swimming unit that can, like, maybe age two, uh, maybe a little team, like a little squad of swimmers that will swim across and start, you know, just 
yeah, squad of swimmers start disrupting the enemy town, kind of scout out what's going on. They're more of a, a more of a scout for water based maps. I would. All right. And I, I, you can upgrade them to board enemy ships. That's their their final their final move is they can board ships and convert them into your own ships. So they're like a wow. priest for ships. Pirate. <laughs> a priest for ships. I've sold, Greg. <laughs> I love it. I do have a counterpoint for you on this one. Uh-oh. What if we just make it the Babylonian shield bearers and they surf when they get on water? I love it. And you have to equip a special vanity item to get them, to make them amphibious. <laughs> that would be sweet. Would be <laughs> All right. Sweet. So, Greg, we're running short on time. Let's hammer through some of this stuff because I feel like we need to, we need to, you know, focus on what we agree on for a second. Uh, okay. Vanity gear for everyone. It's awesome. Greg, what is your favorite vanity gear piece? We both agree it's awesome, right? Yeah. Uh, of course, I think I already said mine's the pumpkin heads that go uh, on villagers. You get these giant jack-o'-lanterns that sit on top of villager heads, yes. and I think that is pretty darn great. That is my favorite, although I love the pumpkin heads. Um, I'm more of a weapon kind of guy, Greg, and you mm-hmm. equip those Halloween weapons on anyone that's like wielding an axe type thing. It turns into a Grim Reaper's scythe, and it looks awesome. Nice. Especially with, like, the Egyptian axemen, because they toss it over their shoulders, so it's just sitting there staring at you the whole time. Uh, that's pretty cool. There's, right. some neat, there's some neat shield ones, too, but I uh, don't have any favorites yet. All right, yeah, i got to try more of the shield ones. I gotta, I want to get them on the shield bearers yet. I haven't done that yet, because they will be huge. <laughs> yeah. All right, more to agree on, Greg. Can we agree that city consumables, in general, are too expensive? In general, yes, they're too expensive for what they give you. Yes. All right. We agree. Cool. Yeah, because, like, the XP boost is 10 bucks for five days' worth of XP boost. And that a just seems like a thousand yeah. Empire points. You could buy the Norse for less than that. Um, yeah. That's a whole new sieve. Yeah. And leveling to 40 isn't that big of a deal. I mean, it's not like you need to go faster. There's a ton of content anyways. Especially if you have a pro sieve that starts at 20. Yeah. All right. So we're kind of best friends at this point already. Can we also agree that quest stats are amazing, and I am so glad they brought that back. Yeah. I need a bar graph, a line, a chart that shows <laughs> me just how much better I am at, than you are. At I the feel end of it's amazing. It's amazing what it does. Like, you just feel so much better. And, like, when you see the opponent's line just take a nosedive, you're just like, yeah, I did that. I That's did. when I took them out, yeah. Yeah. That was one of those things I forgot that I missed that from Age mm-hmm. of Empires. I didn't even think about it at all until it showed up again, and like, oh, I remember how cool this is to look at afterwards. Yep. I all love right. it. So let's go through some quick tips, Greg. I'm going to say, okay. if you get the Norse, um, you need to learn to PvP. If you haven't PvP'd before, because a lot of people play Age of Empires just PvE, try Norse in PvP, and your only tactic, here's, here's your, here's your uh, lesson for the week, attack. Never sit back at base. Always attack. With anything that is not a villager, attack. And build non-villagers as soon as possible. That is the only way to play Norse. Um, so I think you should. Greg, if uh, if they bought the quest pack, what should they do? If they bought the quest pack, they need to uh, prepare themselves to have a, a heck of a time. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot of really awesome things, um, but they need to familiarize themselves with how they're going to spend their gold. Uh, because gold is the only resource available on the map, and that's how you're going to secure the rest of the map. So do you buy horsemen? Do you buy um, 
uh, spearmen, things like that. I, there's a at least on some of the missions I played, there's a cap to the number of priests you can have, uh, which is two, I believe. But since it's your only resource, you need to familiarize yourself with the different upgrades that you can buy, what's worth getting, what's not worth getting um, for that specific mission. Um, so, yeah, really familiar, familiarize yourself with uh, what the gold can do for you. Awesome. And if you do PvP, and even if you don't, a lot of these changes affect kind of how you'll do PvE. I want to give a quick rundown of kind of the changes made to balance in this patch, uh, since we're talking about all the patches. Bam. Uh, raiding caravans is now easier. Guard towers are better. Priest conversion is much, 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 much worse, meaning it's much harder to convert. They practically doubled the conversion time for all priests on all civilizations. Um, rams are better. Ballistae don't kill buildings as well. They're meant to be anti-unit, or anti-like, uh, army units. Thank That's what God. For. Yes. I know, that is good. Uh, that will definitely help us on our defense against Crete map as well. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and then overall, Greeks were buffed, Persians broke even, Egypt was nerfed, Celts were buffed, and Babylonians were slightly buffed. Um, so Greg... Any any last thoughts on the patch? Yes. There was one thing that they snuck in there, and I don't know if they had it in the patch notes or what, but when you destroy a town center, it is now like it is jam-packed with dynamite. This thing erupts. Pieces go everywhere. It doesn't just slowly crumble to the ground anymore. It just kablooms <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, you had warned me ahead of time. You're like, oh, yeah, Josh, and these town centers really explode now. And I was like, okay, cool. So I was kind of expecting something, but I was not ready for that. Like, it practically blows off the screen. It's like it's like Acme style. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pieces go everywhere. And I saw a couple fortresses go down today, and they're they're a little more intense too, with a couple pieces flying off here and there. But nowhere near the town center's new animations, which I love. I love it. It's way more satisfying because uh, town centers are so important to yeah. civilization. So killing a town center should feel like a major victory, and yeah. I feel like it does a lot more now. And it's almost like a mini fireworks, like the town <laughs> yeah. center is just being set off, and you're just like, yeah, I win. Yeah, exactly. All right, so if you haven't checked out the new patch, definitely hop in. Get the Halloween stuff while you can. Uh, Greg, I think you said November 8th is, or 5th? Is uh, 5th uh, is what I've heard, yeah. Okay, cool. So get on there, check it out, uh, pick up the Norse or the map pack if you were convinced by either of our arguments. Uh, thanks for downloading and listening to another episode of Rush Tactics. Let us know what you think by emailing us at rushtactics at outlook.com, and you can visit our website at gamediplomat.com for full show notes, step-by-step walkthroughs of the strategies we discuss, and videos of us putting them into practice. And this week we have a video of us showing off kind of the Halloween stuff, so if you want to watch that. You can also talk to us on Twitter. I am at J. Augustine. And I am at Greg Henniger. And we'd love to team up with you in-game as well, so add us to your friend list. I am The Game Diplomat. And I am Dev117. Woot! As always, be sure to let us know what you thought of the show and what you'd like to see in the future. Thanks, and see you next week. Goodbye! Woo! New file for the podcast.